हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म to bring conversations with kathakars across the globe the following is a conversation with vaishali trivedi who is a kathak dancer singer choreographer and a teacher based in ahmedabad india acclaimed as a rare dancer with a melodious voice by artists and connoisseurs vaishali di combines perfect technique with flowing grace and a very fine sensitivity she began her training in kathak under shrimati kumudini lakhia india's path breaking choreographer and kathak dancer at an early age and later became a principal dancer teacher and a choreographer at kadam center for dance in ahmedabad After working in Kadam for several years, Vaishali Di branched away and formed Sangati Center for Performing Arts in 2017. So, yeah, namaste Vaishali Di. Thanks for coming on. Uh first of all, I guess I'd like to thank Urja Thakur and Parul Chav for like recommending I talk to you. And just to get started Vaishali Di, I guess it's the end of the week for you. What's been the highlight of the week for you? it's been a very very hot and hello to everyone and thank you first of all for this uh, wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. uh, i have been watching some of your episodes and really had been uh, you really found some very interesting quotes from really uh, many of the kathak dancers and i was really pleased that you are concentrating only on the kathak uh, dancers as you have been uh, been a student of kathak Well, it's been a very, very hot uh, <laughs> this week. Forty-four degrees, and it's going further. And we have have a, a, a small show. We have a few dancers from or institutes from Ahmedabad. They are celebrating World Dance Day on twenty-nine. Yeah. So we've been rehearsing, and oh. you know, there's those last two years have been really difficult for us because we we hardly, in fact, we started. offline classes just a month ago so the students really need to sort of get adjusted to my kind of uh, discipline and so the dancers have been dancing really hard and mm. so that's more, more or less it's been that i have been dancing hard <laughs> and uh, to get back to uh, what has to be done you know so Understood. it's been enriching but um, uh, a bit uh, kind of how do you call you know uh, a sort of uh, punishing because you know to get back to that level of excellence uh, you have certain standard for yourself so mm. uh, it's not so easy after so many days of uh, you know been in isolation mm. for a long time so, okay so on that note do you have an example of say a standard or like a technique that maybe you weren't enforcing so much in an online class that you're working on right now with your dancers we i, I actually you know there were i have different levels of dancers mm-hmm. who have been coming to me and so once when when i started um, uh, so for each one there is a different kind of module i use for the little ones because we also had a beginner class and i i mean as soon as uh, the um, pandemic happened uh, and luckily for me they all continued so i really had to be very patient and but i didn't want to compre- compromise on the very classical uh, training so many of the dancers they said 
oh, we do only this song and this shloka and this and that. So I found that, uh, you know, using mirror to convey and, you know, uh, and, and looking at their room and telling them, okay, you see this chair, this is where you have to point to the little ones. And for the elder ones, so it worked for them. Um, it didn't work for, I mean, in, in, a, in a sense, uh, I think the kids are very clever also. I mean, mm. they've been doing fabulous work. But I, when I now meet them, I feel that their footwork has been a bit of a, has um, reduced a little bit. So there I have to work. And many of the younger ones had this problem of coordination of right, left and, you know, hands and this. So it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning, but later on, I think we last one year or so, we have been doing very well. And mm. uh, with the elder one, we had, I had a particular uh, idea of, because, you know, this was really a time where everybody was at home. And some of the, after, because after leaving Kadam, um, I, had, I had many dancers uh, who had been trained at different teachers and, you know, I wanted a certain discipline from them. So it was really very, very um, good for me that I, I wanted a certain body language, a certain repertoire, certain skills, uh, so that uh, craft or whatever has to be learned. <laughs> I, I, I be focused on it and then, you know, the whole margam of Kathak, I was able to teach to that level of art uh, dancers. So I think I'm happy with that. And margam means like the whole spectrum. What does margam mean? Yeah, whole spectrum from starting from the Achha. you know thart, viramat, virye, wo sab, oh. amad, uh, her different ways of using uh, hmm. you know uh, um, the uh, like my guruji had been teaching in a certain way. The the movement vocabulary is very different, and you know of course Maharaji yeah. is a very different. And I also had a little bit of my own. Yeah. So all those things by aesthetics, basically, mm. to say in a very uh, plainly is that I I expect certain aesthetics from my students, and okay. that I would expect them to learn it with me, and that's mm. I think I'm good at. So understood. So that so that brings me to my next question because uh, you talked about. You teach in a certain way, and that's something I like to ask because you've been taught in a certain way. In what ways do you feel you teach differently than how you were taught? Very curious about that. Well, I've been, I've been, I, I think I was like more or less uh, at a very young Kathak dancer. Uh, <laughs> I became a professional dancer. I was in a third year. Of, I was a Bharatanatyam dancer when I joined Kadam. So uh, I had a certain. I knew how to be on the stage. So I mm. think Kumiban saw that and we had a tour of, I think, Greece initially. And then she, I was, uh, I think around 17 or something like that. So she said, yeah, she fits into my criteria. She knows how to hold your spine and things like that. So she, in fact, the first time I started uh, with Gungurus more or less was yeah. on the stage early. Achha. So in three years I was at the stage. And so the whole, um i i was more taught like a performer or a kind of a, i had a different demand from, mm -hmm. from my group understand i had to have this scholarship i had to go to another level she saw found certain um, potential in me so she pushed me in a different way but mm. i can't do it with everybody here because now the days and you know in, in in 100 girls only one or two are going to be professional so True. um so 
for me the the layer aspect uh, and the uh, i mean that i think um, i would emphasize on that they whatever they know i mean basically mm-hmm. whatever i teach them they must know by heart in mm-hmm. terms of their color in terms of their um, the choreography in terms of their emotion in terms of that rasa so that's how i emphasize on doing things and and especially the movement part which um, i am that aesthetics of you know how to use the hands and how to um, present yourself as on the stage and all those things i i try to emphasize when i teach and mm. i used to be a very very strict teacher <laughs> but now i've become a better one i suppose um, right yeah i mean very a tough one understood but that work because many of them just came only for two days and you know my my more or less my when i was at kadam the I, i was supposed to put them into a company right so my my push was to make them have that kind of professional attitude and uh, skills to be in that company hmm. because it So it was a renowned one and it continued like that. Say your students are practicing and they are practicing as much, they are kind of falling behind. So you, I understand you were more strict before so you could push them. But now that you said that you are less strict, how do you encourage your stu- students to dance when they are kind of not feeling it? No, I, now I, I think I was, when I was younger, I think it was like sometimes it was, uh, it was, I didn't understand uh, what is the role of a teacher i mm, suppose okay uh, and the role of a teacher is not i mean i probably know a lot of things and i'm not there to show off what i know you know mm-hmm. i am there to help them understand and you know motivate them to uh, to sort of embrace dance and kathak with its uh, sanctity with its beauty with its mm-hmm. uh, Uh, you know uh, traditions all those things if i am able to teach them that it mm. works for me so but i think earlier i i i i didn't get that very i was really i suppose tough on them um, shouted a lot and don't never none of them left me but i think uh, now i think i've understood uh, how to sort of you know Uh, motivate them to mm. be dancers so that's the difference now mm. understood and like so since you've been you know you uh, like started sangati since 2017 and um, ever since you kind of I, i'm very curious about this it's one, like when when you say in a uh, dance company or organization you have that support system you have the people around you when you went on your own you know that there's a different set of challenges there like getting up every day motivating yourself your why changes essentially so what was that process like going out on your own and things Actually, like that honestly uh, i must say you know it was very easy okay um, you know I, i mean i've been uh, it wasn't as if that i i was very uh, uh, you know this is a way of life i know mm-hmm. my since 30 35 years i in the morning i go i do my riyas in the evening i teach and do rehearsals and you know like a gypsy roam around the world and <laughs> you know perform with other people so yeah. that has been it's a life and i don't think any of that changed when i became went to uh, sangati because first of all i was very fortunate to have a beautiful place uh, somebody had already offered me uh, to 
to start doing some activity in their uh, premises and then I realized that okay if I want to start why not start here because it's a nice lush green campus it's a college uh, but they have given me a studio where I can work with the mirror and then there is a very large studio where I can take students and you know we can work and and luckily for me my um, uh, very dear friend and a, a fantastic tabla player Ramesh Bhai also decided to join me so that was a great um, uh, advantage because you know he has been a been a been playing for ages with Maharaji Kumi band um, and he knows the history of contemporary Kathak uh, and a very very uh, innovative and creative artist so mm -hmm. and we I mean and also somebody who can sort of give you a perspective so that I think worked very well for me and honestly I think I had some kind of reputation uh, in spite of being a very tough teacher uh, yeah. so when I decided to I for first six months I didn't work I, I was uh, I was contemplating I had lot of projects so I went to Singapore, England, France, uh, I did two solos in fact and two more choreographies then I asked for a residency so there was a whole French company who came to Ahmedabad mm -hmm. and many others it was a quite hectic thing but I was doing more or less on my own and you know happy in that zone to sort of think okay what I have done and what I should do uh, mm. and so that was um, I think I was not nervous I think I was very confident it was a lot of peace with me and uh, uh, you know uh, nostalgic also at times but uh, I think uh, you know life takes you in whichever direction you sort of take the challenge so and luckily for me I had very immediately a lot of uh, very very beautiful dancers joined me and some young ones also joined me and how I don't know I don't know how to do the uh, networking and mm -hmm. uh, PR and all those things but it just happened so yeah, I am thankful for that. Hmm. I'm glad that transition has been seamless for you it seems like this was something you were doing a lot anyway and this was the next step in that and uh, coming to the next thing you talked about networking and PR Vaishalidi and from my previous conversation with you from what I understand you're not very outgoing either but in that you said that you're not you don't do networking but you also talk about doing these collaborations and traveling and choreographies and you know working with other dancers so uh, like do you have any insights for people who are not extroverted who aren't like very much into that how do they uh, do you have any insights on, do you have any insights on how they can get get work continuously and keep getting that with without doing that aspect because you've been I very successful it's a that. very um, uh, organic way you know mm. and, uh, many times uh, one work leads to another work uh, okay so it's i remember even as a soloist uh, my one solo led to many other um in, so people people are watching and there is it's a small world so you know even the people who come from other places they they are i mean of course i was at a very very renowned school of dance kadam uh, mm -hmm. it helped a lot so it opened a lot of opportunity and you know being with kumiban uh, you meet a lot of people so i think the that it started because of that mm -hmm. i mean where i was right and i was a student of a legendary choreographer 
mm-hmm. and you know Kumbhan really liked me and, and I think uh, she was happy to sort of see me sort of growing in that direction so she never stopped me and I think and but the work happened because you know somebody was in France I said okay I want another dancer or this that and you know it sort of goes from there and that's how you sort of start having more and more work like if you have gone to Brazil and then the guy said oh I want this dancer to work with my dancer so stay back and then it continues you know so that's how it starts and Hmm. it continues that way in France also the similar work happens okay but I I worked a lot with uh, many very international artists uh, Mm -hmm. across the globe and really um, Mm -hmm. enhanced and enriched my life a lot okay it compromised my solo solo dancing because Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was, for many years, I was really, last 20 years, I've been really off and on here, there, uh, doing different kinds of projects, but it really, I enjoy doing that. I don't mind, you know, I didn't have, I don't have a great solo career, but it's okay. Understood. So I guess to follow up on that, Vaishali, what I'm thinking is like, cause a lot of dancers do get like an initial set of opportunities for international performances, but you've been able to sustain it for longer and build up on that. So is that because you've been saying yes to more opportunities and the trade-off is that your, your solo performance has been lesser. First That's and the foremost, yeah. First and foremost, you must understand that yeah. I belong to Kumi Ben's clan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are not the traditional, uh, Kathak dancers. Right. We are there because we have been uh, taught, it's a part of our training to expand and explore Kathak in a different way. So we are never afraid of it. In fact, one of the reasons I, but there is also a very important um, uh, responsibility which my guru has instilled in me that you can never compromise on your art which is kathak that's what i know right so i am in many ways a classical dancer but i'm not a classicist so that's what i've been uh, taught as a as a as a as a student and as a, what i have observed as a as a disciple so that has been a leading thing and i started like for instance i'll give you one example that you know this guy came from and eventually became the National Choreographic Center's director of in France, in one of the very important parts of uh, France. Okay. That guy was a young hip hop dancer. I had never seen hip hop in my life. And okay. you know that when he came and he came and told, Sir, I want to work with your dancers. I said, Yes, hip hop. Don't know French. Not a single word. <laughs> but, so why not? Like you know, let's just jump into an opportunity that I think I've been always been a confident person and an honest dancer. So I think that has always been so that kind of leads to this kind of opportunity. And then you start liking it like it's being on the stage, you know, it's like a uh, nasha, you, you like to be creative and you want to do something which is out of place and uh, not everybody has kind of walked on those paths. So it sort of bizarre, like that, you know, so that's, uh, that's how it sort of continued for a long time. And now it's, uh, now I, it's, uh, I'm 
now the company I'm working with, they have 10 dancers and um, I think I'm much, much older to many of them and it's a tough show. Uh, but I like to be in that show because it makes me, uh, uh, you know, and they are all learned from uh, Lyon, the, the world's best contemporary dance companies and mm. really uh, some excellent dancers from France. And so, but that challenges me that I said, I have to, I have to be there, you know, with them. So. So when you say tough show, Vaishalidi, what makes it tough when you, is it the physicality of it or the? You know, this, like for instance, uh, this show is um, called uh, uh, Symphony of Sorrowful Songs uh, by a Polish Polish, um, composer and it's Mm. a neoclassical music. Okay, So it doesn't have a kind of inherent one, two, three, four, you don't really see that. Okay. I I don't have. I'm the only Kathak dancer. The story is about kind of vague and it is, it's sung in that and it goes in that time. Now I have to have the essence of Kathak in that. Of course, uh, you can't, the rest of the people are, have no idea about my culture, about my uh, dance or things. I have to meet that energy. I have to fit into that, uh, that whole, scenario of our our show uh, without looking kind of i'm bluffing uh, you know and in given input to the choreographer where there is a i bring value to that show and it's actually about the second world war where this uh, little child has girl child had written a poetry on the one of these concentration camps to her mother saying that please don't cry and uh, i'm going to heaven but you know, this and this and that will happen. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, uh, so it, it nothing literally. It's all in abstract. But you still need to bring in that quality of melancholy and this uh, quality of sadness and uh, the energy. So that and, and it's a tough show because the choreographer is a hip hop choreographer. Mm. Hip hop has like in today's kathak, itne chakkar to hone chahiye. So same with the hip hop that they need. The, is one of the finest companies. Kadaratu is uh, one of uh, France's leading choreographer, mm. and he 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 is expected to do certain kind of work, right. certain energy as a hip hop dancer. Okay, mm. so so but the music is ex- exactly uh, con- very very different. So he has to reach out to his audience by doing certain kind of thing. So the energy of ten. Like most of them are men, we are four women. Uh, one is a hip hop, one is a contempt. Two of them are contemporary. The rest of them are uh, hip hop dancers. Okay. Uh, and I am there as a fifty-seven-year-old uh, <laughs> dancing with this. Uh, it, for first ten minutes, you run. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, but fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no complaints. Uh, just a very simple question, like when you meet, say, other dancers who may not know about Kathak and they say, what is Kathak? Right from, say, pronouncing Kathak to what it is, how do you go about it? What? How do you usually tell them about Kathak? I don't go about it. It's a universal language. You know, when we, mm. I mean, we don't really have a time. Most of the work, uh, okay. it is about a choreographer's choice. Uh, mm. He wants to include uh, XYZ 
uh, style of dance but he always has a idea about the, what choreography is going to make or what is the subject or what kind of music he is going to deal with uh, so he has an idea that we have to incorporate that idea into with our dance and the if there is in case of it's a contemporary dance or ballet or whoever it is we have to fit into uh, or fit in not i would say fit into we have to exchange uh, that our dance and her dance and most of the thing i must say very honestly that several times we i, I initially i didn't know much of french and the other languages mm-hmm. uh, so much so it was always one two three i only started with brazil i said un dos tres cuatro cinco seis that is what is my my vocabulary of communication that's okay. how it is and then with on those those whatever we are doing and the twaka sings is set with that's i all, all that's all i need to know and the tempo hmm. i don't need to know about uh, what I, but you need to be an observer like uh, for instance like for instance i would propose to uh, and also you need to know a little bit about the uh, what is the other dance means like you have to know if you have a contemporary dance that what are the techniques they use to um uh, to 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 innovate or to uh, create okay so for me i always been a very curious dancer um, i went to fulbright in at ucla to be a fulbright scholar and i observed what is the new world what is the world in america sort of you know expects for a, from a professional dancer what are the different things about contemporary dance and i've been dancing with the several of them like for instance if i'm in paris i would go to a flamenco workshop um and i have broken my leg because of that because somebody just stamped a flamenco shoe on my leg and it's painful and i ten years and i still have the pain mm-hmm. there but if i would go to contemporary uh, class or um, uh, you know to 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 learn how the contemporary dance happens so life has given me a lot of opportunity to sort of you know uh, be curious and sort of expand my uh, horizon yeah. like people used to laugh at sometimes when when i used to do a flamenco they say oh, you look like a kathak dancer doing a flamenco but i said yeah i am a kathak dancer doing so you need to know their vocabulary for instance somebody would came and to tell me okay let's vaishali let's start uh, just do it you know how to do we use only this risk to do to find how the how the um, how we can expand uh, a, a dance uh, sequence and for instance uh, in kathak uh, in hip hop somebody said why should i do you know the tetris you know i said i don't know the tetris in in hip hop he said okay it's very sharp movement i said yeah we have sharp movements so we can do it so that's how sort of you are uh, you know it's like child like fun to um, uh, to be curious about the world the curious about the dancers and respecting them uh, i think our classical arts are very um, uh, how to say, say the grand they have everything uh, mm. everything and one good thing about kathak is that of course they have brilliant rhythms and but we have uh, this whole idea of standing straight so i fit into any form whether it's a ballet or con- contemporary or it's hip hop or anything uh, I, i i can very easily maneuver uh, and 
exchange ideas easily. So that that has been um, that has been an asset to be a Kathak dancer. Hmm. Okay. So I, from what I understand, a it's not your responsibility. Go and tell everyone this is Kathak. It, that kind of comes from the choreographer because they've kind of selected you. So that is one part of it. And then you talked about say how the numbers are so important in communication and just being open and curious so that that's really cool about the numbers it's about the energy and the timing uh, mm. what is the tempo yes and what is the what is the space that the what is the space that dancer is uh, uh in, in, in that space what we are supposed to uh, uh sort of infuse mm. as a so next guy comes and does something what am I supposed to? So you have to be very observant and you have to sort of be sensitive to his uh, either whether you want to have the same energy or you want to change it without compromising your katha. And hmm. that is the challenge. Understood. I need uh, to sort of start my fan because I didn't. Uh -huh. Please, please go for yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. My God. Yeah, you said 44 degrees Celsius, right? Yes, and it's going to be like that for next one week. And is this that normal? Highest, hottest April in last 10 years. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. But um, yeah. And so the next thing, Vaishali, I wanted to know about, say, jamming sessions. So say, one thing I've heard is when artists collaborate or when our dancers work with each other they have these jamming sessions where they sit down and figure out this is what we'll do this is what we'll do and things like that um i guess how do you like to jam what are your jamming sessions look look like just one give, I, honestly speaking i don't i don't really uh, sure. you know i always had a project and so uh -huh. there was a jam you Achha. know these guys are like they have uh, they said okay i have a set of dancers Today you work with this one the whole day from nine o'clock to six o'clock. Yeah. So then you, but I always, uh, you know, for, yes, uh, I have been a clever dancer in a sense that uh, there was always this consciousness of me for, uh, in me that I don't want to uh, reduce my art, which, I, which is so pious and so um, rich. Uh, and, and you know that so many of my great uh, gurus have uh, done done it. I don't want to reduce it to because I am getting an opportunity to jam or a choreograph, be a part of a choreography with some X Y Z foreign foreign dancer or a foreign musician. Hmm. But um, several times I think um, you need to you need to sometimes with the dancers i prepare like okay i i i want to use this tihai a concept of this tihai or this rhythm and then we will work with these dancers okay uh, yeah or uh, at times i said okay i want to use this tukra or this movement to to work with these dancers but several times like you know uh, when we have indian dancer or a bollywood uh, like you know, Shadi Wali log jate. I remember I was in Patna several years, a few years ago, okay. and there was this Salim Suleiman or someone. Now what was it? There? Uh, one, well, two brothers. Ah, uh, oh, that's Salim Suleiman only. Uh, not Salim Suleiman. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, Sajid Wajid. 
very अच्छा, typical Bollywood. Achha. But you know, it was very funny. So my brother-in-law was having a shadi. I mean, you know, having a celebrating his seventy-fifth, his father's seventy-fifth birthday. Yeah. And he wanted to say that in my family also people are artists. You know, so I had. I mean, this is a problem also. But uh, they, they said, Ashali, there is a huge orchestra um, that you have to dance. uh you have to dance and uh, so you you will be uh just go get up and do it there all bangor all these bollywood singers and you know with the uh, uh, percussions of their uh, bangor bangor whatever they have okay and immediately i said so what what is a dancer you with then the, the, that guy told me oh my father was a padmashri he was a tabla player I said yes. He knows little bit about the rhythm. Okay, <laughs> so immediately, certain then because you are a well-versed dancer, you need a certain vocabulary to to sort of you know just go on the stage and start yeah. uh, improvisation. But you know that the the important thing of kathak you need to recognize, and then when you want or something which about kathak which you like or you want to re- represent or present. with that artist you should always keep that as a base and then you know let it be like then it, it kind of it's a river you sort of flow with whatever happens because you have to trust the other artist also that what he will give you or she will give you so that's how you it's, it's a new maneuver after that so for like observing dances do you have like a one thing is to like pay attention be present in the moment while you're watching it but do you like to like go back and sit reflect or take notes and things like that I just want to know your process Some about dancer that dancer chore acha dancer banna hai to you have to be a, a, a good uh, good chore you know aapko chore banna padega main kisi ka bhi kuch bhi le lungi matlab i am very keen i observe them very well i am very, whether he is a famous dancer or not famous dancer it's been my passion always in fact i became a sol- soloist by observing a lot of dancer because it, when my training was uh, at kadam was to become a, a kind of a part of a group dancing so i was trained to be a, you know that kind of training i had but i was always keen on becoming a soloist so i had few seniors but uh, i i also want i was very very um uh, i i wanted to expand my my kind of horizon and see what is happening with other people like the famous names there like i i must have seen shashwati sense when i was younger shashwati sense videos and main chura leti thi dosto ko puchti thi kahin se le aao kahan se le aao now i can say that you know but you know kaise wo khadi hoti hai kaise wo sam deti hai kaise unki vocabulary hai वो कैसे सीक्वेंसिंग करती है ऑल दोज थिंग्स आर यू नीड टू ऑब्जर्व एंड देन ऑफकोर्स योर गुरु एंड योर कलीग्स दे हेल्प यू टू बिल्डअप योर डांसिंग बट फर्स्ट एंड फॉरमोस्ट यू नीड टू हैव वेरी ओपन माइंड इवन नाउ आई विल आई फाइल लाइक समथिंग एंड अंदाज ऑफ सम डांसर i will contemplate for many days to make it my own i will not blindly follow that person but if i can use a little bit of that that idea 
uh, into my DAS, I will not hesitate. Okay, I see. So first part is like just being resourceful and getting whatever content you can and you spend a lot of time watching the dancers and uh, uh, even more time sometimes just thinking about it as well. And of course, and, uh, but you know, Kuviban has been a very generous teacher, you know, mm. I, at a very young age, you know, I, she had a different mission for me, I suppose. Uh, okay. So she really pushed me very, very much into dancing. Like I remember when I wanted to be a soloist, she, she asked me, I went to her house and I said, because I was, a, I was studying mathematics and computer science and things like that. And my whole family has been into academics and, uh, you yep. know, rather doctors and engineers and things like that. So mm -hmm. when I wanted to be a dancer, um, I went to her and I had a beautiful relationship with her. And so I remember going to her house and she said, Vaishali, you want to be a dancer? There are few dancers in this country. If you work hard, can't you be one of them? You know? So I said, wow, this is a great uh, answer, you know. So I said, yes, okay. And then I, I, I think she was more like a mother to me who nurtured me very well, gave me extraordinary freedom and also worked hard for me, you know. I mean, I had a scholarship from um, Government of India uh, for two years and then again for one extension of one year. So while I was performing with the company and with many other like Pandit Ravi Shankar, they, she, she, we had a great opportunity because of her I, like, being at Kada, you know. But she saw to it that, you know, I know all these talas, I know these things and, uh, you know, Abhina and, and, and I was like following her. If she said 10 o'clock, I will be there. If she said 12 o'clock at night, I will be there. My house was very close by. So I would just walk down and, you know, I would be all, I remember the first time, in fact, she invited me. There was this um, riots at in Ahmedabad. And so most of the things were uh, closed uh, in 1985, I think. And so for years, one, one whole year, Ahmedabad remained kind of, you know, into uh, isolation and in curfew. So our house and my and Kuviman house was at that time was very close to Kada. So I used to go, I was I think a second, third year student, she would, the classrooms will be empty and I will keep on raising. One day she comes with her entire pose and says, hey, what are you doing darling? I said, uh, doing, you know, but she saw to it that, you know, I was there, she never said, don't come, you are too, too, too junior to come and do the practice, but she helped. Uh, she helped me, she motivated me and, you know, gave me the ground uh, to be a better dancer, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, because I'd heard about the Godha riots in Gujarat. I didn't know about the riots in 85. So that's kind of something I look up after this. Um, but yeah, thanks for sharing that, you know, the kind of support you had in terms of bettering your dance. And coming to you, Vaishali, you wanted to talk about, say, your choreography, especially like, say, still waters I've seen online, and you also talked about erasing borders, or something you want to discuss. Um, yeah, I mean, when I watched still waters, my first reaction was like, oh, damn, I wish I was there to watch this. So just want to know both about both your choreographies, how they developed, what you wanted to do with them, and if you could just talk a little bit about both of them. Uh, so you want to know, because I, I, I 
uh, well, still water was after opening up of Sangati. This was a first opportunity for me to do the full length work, mm. and it was actually commissioned by a festival in Ahmedabad. Uh, what is the name? Abhivakti festival. So they gave us a small grant uh, to work, and at that time I needed. I mean, I I needed that work to build a kind of a company for me uh, and you know start having I mean with that money we could have costumes and music and this and that and so but the idea of um, and and I, I they didn't want anything very uh, uh, kind of on the beaten track so you know so you yeah. wanted something very original and I, that suited me very well so um, I, I thought of having, in, in fact, the, many of my creations or my ideas come from uh, conversations, silly conversations, poetry, music, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, life experiences and things like that. So this was actually started from, uh, I, when I started going to Sangati, which is a bit far from my place, I had a lot of crossroads. and um, so. I used to use the scooter because that gives me kind of a high to go on a scooter. Car makes me kind of very suffocate. So, so I I used to, I have to I have to stop at each crossroads because it will be it will be long. It's a very heavy traffic area, and you you really feel the smoke and the pollution, and mm -hmm. you observe the people around living in the city. Uh, so basically, I realized that you know that insensitivity living in this uh, big city uh, about environment, about pollution, about about a certain kind of violence, and in fact, the that year in um, Ahmedabad was supposed to be a world heritage city. So there is a there is a culture or, or a city which has a very very old culture we have beautifully mm. carved wooden houses and here i am where you can see a plastic a pollution a smoke um, kind of you know oh. neglect for women um, a kind of very silent violence we also had as a city we suffered a lot about um, riots and things like that so all those things i said how can I put it into one one show where you know I made it into five different segments, and that's how the idea of Stillwater came. Mm. And Stillwater, as you you can imagine, that if things are still, the water is still, it's a dead. So it's a death for the earth. Mm. It's a death for the civilization. It's a death for the uh, urban life. And so that kind of idea. It's a dark piece, but at the end of it, uh, it there is a quite a <laughs> hope for it you know i want to be positive so that's how it, this piece was um, envisaged and i thought of it hmm. yeah it's um with, with regards to scooters so i'm in say the electric vehicle industry or right now in boats and from india's perspective i'm really following like the development of electric scooters and things like that 
and yeah still what i i think the word still what is very interesting because uh you, you know one one of it one way to think about it is like stagnant water and still water is also associated with this peace and calm and tranquility so there's so many ways of interpreting it as well and i guess um that was still waters and thanks for sh- sharing like what that meant to you what that meant for sangati and where you went with it and if you would uh, i guess the next thing i want to talk about is erasing borders could you tell us a little bit about that as well Actually, honestly speaking, my work yeah. actually goes from one to another very easily because Achha. there is yeah yeah. Uh, so there was this whole piece, a bit of short piece about uh, because I touched uh, several things in still water like a plastic and a uh, pollution and then the the erosion of the earth and the urban violence and uh, spirituality and uh, things like that and mm-hmm. then. when uh, this project came to me um, erasing border i thought that you know uh, i actually had a um, just before that i had an image of my prime minister walking on the beach of chennai okay he was walking on the chennai and in that time uh, there was this uh, chinese um, prime minister was coming so hmm. the day before he was walking on the beach alone and then collecting all the plastics okay okay uh, yes uh, well perhaps it was uh, there he probably wanted to um, convey a certain message uh, and i think it was important message but i am like a skeptic and uh, i uh, i am very how we call politics i take it very uh, certain seriously in certain way but i i mean i agree and disagree with people but i think this cause is very important yeah. and so it's remained in my head and i wanted to um, kind of elaborate on that uh, that particular segment and then you know that's how the intimate for in the erasing water came where i said okay i will make it into a complete piece uh, of the same uh, more or less i mean the lot of things change in the sense but you know this idea of plastic pollution and you know i was just reading in fact there was a earth day a few yesterday or day before yeah yep so i was reading that in last 75 years 10 billion um uh, plastic has been consumed in uh, uh, in the in the, either on the earth i mean earth or in the water mm. and then 90% of it is soaked into the earth and so only 10% they have been able to recycle yeah. and so that kind of graveness um, uh, was like you know it was very um, uh, and then the pandemic also happened and so that you know i think it was a good idea for me to uh, pinpoint that of hello wake up you know you mm. just can't live for yourself you have to live for other people uh, and you know make this earth a beautiful place to live again because gandhi said mm. that it is not that the air the water and the everything earth you have to preserve it for the next generation it mm. is not for you that you know you you use and throw everything now and then you die and the rest yep. of the people will suffer so that i think that kind of sense of responsibility is important for everybody and i think you know it was a important time for us to um, uh, pinpoint and uh, 
with the pandemic of this kind of thing, we should we should uh, uh, we should wake up and do things uh, in a more serious way. Hmm. So that was the whole idea. Yeah. is Radha Krishna fast chakras periods, certain aesthetics, and uh, not taking a lot of contemporary ideas or issues into this way. This is yeah. boring with that. But the fact is that you need to uh, you need to bring it because if you want to uh, include the next generation into our dance, uh, we have to talk about the issues or their uh, uh, their uh, their language in a certain ways. And you know, uh, so I personally feel that how we can as in some terms of music, in terms of costume, in terms of ideas, even if it looks katha, it is katha, how can we make it and transcend it into a, a kind of a global dance piece and not just make it how can we use the, the technique of katha to make it the make it a craft and then an art? You know, so that was the whole idea that um, you don't reduce it to a dance style, but uh, in terms of music, in terms of treatment, in terms of costume, in terms of um, uh, uh, movement, but make it to appeal to a very large uh, audience and today's audience. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that in terms of like appealing to a larger audience and not restricting color per se. And I guess that's why we coming to my last question. Wanted to, you said that, I guess you said Kumiben had a mission for you when you joined Kadam. My, I guess my question for you is like, what would you say your mission is now? Whether that's respect to Sangati, your students, the work you want to do in the future, the kind of themes and topics you want to highlight, the people you want to reach out to. Just want to know what is your mission right now? My vision, I suppose, I uh, now Adam, I I never been a very uh, very um, ambitious person. You know, I take life as it comes, more or less. So uh, I mean, I I have certain values about teaching, about doing work, about uh, discipline, about uh, respect to elders. Uh, so I continue to do that. I don't know where it will lead me to. But I suppose uh, whatever I will do, I will do it with the honesty till I can. That's it, I would say. Mm. And will listen to my heart and my conscience and continue to do that. I don't, I don't make plans. It doesn't mm. work, actually. Yep. I mean, it's worked out for you really well. So whatever you're doing is great. So, and I think uh, just to wrap up and like, reflect on what we talked about, I think a lot of, you always talked about, say, you know, organic growth, taking the next step, taking, saying yes to the next thing and keeping in line your values. I think my biggest takeaway is contemplating because I think I, I've never thought of that before because I watched something, then I watched the next thing and I watched the next thing and never like watched something stopped and like, how did I feel about this and this and that. So I think contemplation is like my biggest takeaway as to what I will do differently after this conversation. And yeah, Vaishali, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about 
your work, how you do things and how your personality blends with how you've gotten projects, how you treat your dancers, how you treat people, how you reach out to audiences. It's been yeah, very refreshing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And good luck to you. Yeah, we talk too seriously today. <laughs> we will have time to speak about our fun time also. Okay. Mm -hmm. Chala, oh, is that you. is that a question you want to do? Why not? Yeah, yeah. I what mean, I don't know what fun I had, but you know, in certain okay. ways, like oh, there are, in a career of a very how many years uh, you have so many things that okay uh, you remember and. Uh, Oh, so I guess I wanted to talk about, then we can do that. Like, so Vishayati, I guess for you, when it comes to your performances, what are some of the lighthearted moments, memorable things that you want to share? Like, like for instance, like steel, steel waters, like yeah. light, not lighthearted, but you know, scary things. But my dancer, I had huh. one dancer, Rutin, he, he was too, I don't know, huh? obsessed or something like that. Okay. So we had our uh, premiere of uh, still water first mm -hmm. show of sangati and the audience is there 20 minutes before the show i don't have my dancers and everybody is panicking i said hello 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 this guy is not there oh i keep on calling him where are you where are you where? okay so enough i said now and there is whole one hour piece i know it by heart because i had thought of it and i said okay guys don't do it don't worry I will do all his parts. You just concentrate <laughs> on that, whatever is coming and doing. And luckily, he came 15 minutes before, just five minutes after he turned up. Said, what oh. happened? He said, I was thinking that, you know, I was too nervous to come and do the show. I said, hello, darling. <laughs> I, I have 500 people sitting in the audience and, you know, we have spent so much of our time and uh, energy to make this show you can't you don't have to think i will think you just come and do dance so it so there are a lot of things like uh it i mean uh, as, as a as a dance uh, uh, performer you have many things like for instance i was in france yeah uh, just in march uh, in january and uh, suddenly uh, i had been there only for one show so i arrived on monday i had a show on tuesday and then on wednesday i was leaving yeah and because of the pandemic you really need to have um, the rtpcr test mm -hmm. so as the day of the show i took the rtpcr test huh? and somehow at five o'clock in the morning i got up and said because in france it takes 24 hours for you to have the results I got up and said, you are positive. I said, oh my God. And so you are positive. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I said, oh my God, I was living in the Paris hotel. Everybody was leaving, going back to their houses. So at seven o'clock, because I got up at five o'clock and I saw it, I said, what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. And I had no symptoms of uh, COVID, okay? I just had a little kind of crash in my Yeah. I had no temperature, nothing at all. I said, How, where am I supposed to go? And then, of course, it, there was a whole story. And then he, I went to uh, live in La Rochelle, where the choreographer lives. And I entered his house and said, I said, what is the protocol? Because he had two children. He said, no protocol. You remain without mask in my house. I need the um, COVID uh, thing because I don't have to take the, uh, if I get a COVID, I don't have to take the injection for the uh, vaccine for the next six months. Mm. But 
works. And then I, because I have an older father who is 97 now, mm -hmm. so I want to come back to him. And every time there was this um, COVID uh, RT-PCR test after 10 days or something, every time it was it was negative, it was negative, it was negative. It was so difficult for me, you know. Eventually, I came home after 18 days. Wow. And if you imagine, I have done everything with my nose just to not to have this virus in my nose. Every time I used to go for my RT-PCR, I said, oh my God, this time no, this time no. But it took 18 days for me to be stuck with just three three clothes <laughs> in your group choreography is like you know you you uh, in addition to teaching them you're also kind of managing people and everyone learns differently and has these apprehensions and things so a lot of it is people management also so how do you go about that part of it yeah but you know luckily for for indian dancer indians uh, we are pretty uh, pretty uh, you know there is a there is a certain um way of behavior with elder people and uh -huh. so for us it we keep a slight distance yeah uh, with, uh, with our students so there is this uh, so that that remains with even with kumiba and i i even though i've known her for many years and uh, there is always that little kind of distance understand understand that penetrating to their uh, uh yeah. area Okay. But generally, I am I am quite chilled out. I mean, I am I don't calculate things. You know. Acha, yeah. Whatever happens, whatever happens. I lose. I generally don't lose people, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like retention is always good. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to ask, Ashaydi. And yeah, okay. I think thanks for sharing the story also. Yes. Think uh, yeah, I've never heard of a dancer getting cold feet, but I'm sure it happens. It's just a really cool story I've never heard before. So cold feet though. Before that, everybody has a cold feet. I was just uh -huh. telling classes. I remember uh, we were performing in Kremlin Theatre, uh -huh. and even Pandit Ravi Shankar. I remember it was a very long. Forty-two green rooms were there, and we were performing after Raviji's performance. Uh, we were doing it with the whole Indian um, orchestra. If you have heard this beautiful music made by him, Ravi Shankar in Kremlin, so he was playing before us, and Kumiven's choreography was after we were doing with uh, uh, this Pakor um, uh, ensemble from Uzbekistan. So it was a choreographed piece, and then I was waiting for our turn. So I was all alone in that 42 in the corridor, and I saw Ravi Shankarji running, and I knew where he wanted to be. So I said, "Yeah." So. He, <laughs> happens to Ravi Shankar, it happens to us also. So everybody is sort of before the show, but you know, I think you befriend the stage and later I think you work hard before that. You really do a, like a donkey the, the rehearsals before uh, you come on the stage. You can't take audience for granted because uh, it's very important for, uh, for, for that kind of, you know, and many of the Kathak dancers don't have that. Uh, they don't, they, they just come, uh, some of them are brilliant, so they can carry it, but many of them also falter badly. So yeah. I think it's important to be in certain discipline before you come to the stage. 
then you are okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem.